So bored with disgust, can't compare the lethargy with words that come out of my mouth. Please forgive me for speaking my boldness beyond tears. Hi, this is Lori Jean Fanella, singer and songwriter, coming to you from Portland, Oregon. And I'm getting this podcast out to you on a Thursday night. So you'll have an early Friday morning at all your favorite distributors of podcasts that I'm up at. I have videos, Spotify, music, Audible, Anchor, 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 Anchor.com. But yes, so I am getting this done for you, and I am rewrote a little bit of a song that I had. Um, glasses coated gold. I did it more explanatory. Glasses coated with gold, because when I'm writing, if I leave that word out, glasses coated gold to me is a better name, and I understand it more when I'm writing. But then when I step aside. And I try to go into um, everyone understanding it, not just me, where my mind is at when I'm writing it. That makes more sense for everybody. So, And this week I've been doing a lot of movie watching. I saw Redeeming Love, and it's really about human trafficking. And it was right in the era that I really have wanted to get into uh, for such a long time with my screenplay, The Virtuous Woman, which is kind of like that um it has all kinds of uh, abuse upon women or at least women's struggles if i can put it that way and a woman really trying to redeem herself as well uh on her own really though and kind of bonding together with other young women as this woman was young too beautiful movie you need to see it um i think it was at prime and then right now i'm watching uh 12 strong and I really like that movie, and that's about 9-11, and that is the um, the time that I wrote a really cool uh, press release comparing, uh, let's say, domestic violence, or at least being beaten as a woman, to 9-11, where I could feel the anguish, um, especially yesterday when I was re-watching the movie, I could feel the anguish of watching the World Trade Center come down where I had expressed in the press release that I worked there in 1990. It was my last job. It was a temp job. It was my best temp job. And it was the first time in my life I was really putting my foot down to uh, anchor myself in the business world and accept that you know, this is where I was at, um, and this was the time for me to really um, settle into a, a position, um, full-time even. So I interviewed there for a job, and um, it was pretty promising. But what happened is I was working on the 40 something floor, and the, the job would have been on the 100th floor. So I had to go up and interview this very nice woman. God, I hope she's here still. I don't know who passed and didn't pass. A lot of people, obviously, on the 100th floor didn't make it. Um, if anyone made it there. So um, I had to have surgery done, a routine surgery, which I talk about. And that's where my brain injury comes from and the rest of my life came in from. I was having conflict with my boss at the time who was contracting me uh, to this particular job and other jobs I had done through him. And there had been some scuffle, which I've spoken about um, 
from other jobs and you know i'm a very strong-minded woman and i was very valuable though to the uh business field where these executives could rely on me very heavily and i just didn't make mistakes and i was quick very quick-witted and very reliable and i always showed up and did everything i was supposed to do so that's really key and my mind is really quick too and i could take control and so um, I was actually doing some paralegal at this job at the um, World Trade Center and before I had the surgery where I got hurt, which is another long story. I feel it was possibly attempted human trafficking. And I really get into all that, too, in my writing and all my talking. But um, I was just grabbed upon by this wonderful lawyer of the um, office I was in and um I could tell he, he felt I was really smart. So anyway, I just did some work that this woman that, that had worked there for many years couldn't get through. It took me a very short amount of time to um, take out some knots and some folders that they had there. And, and just simply from working at a law firm previously uh, down in Rockefeller Center uh, for quite a while, which I was offered a job there too. I was offered jobs many times. I just needed to find the right the right moment that I felt, which I felt at this place uh, and the World Trade Center that I would have been working, but um, just from being at the the law firm, and maybe a few more if I can, yeah, a few more light ones, but this is definitely one that I worked at for a few months, just being around the papers and just kind of sniffing in the words, really, I suppose I was able to uh, process these, these this work that was, well, it was paralegal period. So that was really cool. But when I, I didn't really take the movie in as much when I saw 12 Strong before. I was looking at the handsome actor, of course, uh, Hemsworth, and, um, you know, very other nice men that are in there too. But um, really strong acting in there for sure. And the writing, I can't believe they can remember where it's a true story. Uh, the actual uh, words that people were saying, but that was pretty impressive. Uh, it was impressive first, the fact that, you know, we had people go over there and stop this from getting worse on us, that they would have come at us more. And I hadn't quite realized that. I was on the fence and listening to so many other people as to the fact that why were we there? Why were we there at all? We, you know, we shouldn't have done this, that, and the other thing. I suppose maybe where it branched out to, that could be questionable. But the point of this movie was, uh, that, you know, I guess it definitely had happened. So, um watching the world trade center come down again um i really was able to feel it and the impact of it was was pretty it was pretty great it was pretty deep and it was more there versus just kind of in the background because i had suffered so much abuse that i really hadn't been able to come out of it and i've been really struggling the last few years to really get my mind to take in the clarity of the world around me so i can digest my life so i can um you know live as routine as i can in, you know, in the best way for me. Um, so this is what I've been really working on. So I guess the nice, th nice thing is where I took it so hard seeing it. Um, where, of course, you've got to think. I mean, I realize 1990 is, what, 11 years off from 2001. But the way I did things, I mean, I was, I would stay. It, I would finish everything I did. And it was such a good opportunity, forty to $50,000 that many years ago of a woman who couldn't even finish her college degree. She had her head smashed against a boyfriend's uh, brand new Jeep door who he made all kinds of great money and 
I had been beaten up in my first marriage uh, before I married and then enough after to have me leave. So I just really didn't have, and I was all in my 20s, child. So all this happened in my 20s, the abuse of two relationships and then being taken down to potential human trafficking. And my last in my 20s where I, I was the strongest I had ever been. I was just so ready to make this move. And it just felt right. And that, and all of a sudden my world just came tumbling down. And so I compare the World Trade Center to my world tumbling down because it was just such a, an out-of-body experience to picture myself having been there versus I was taken out of there because I had such a rude boss who could have just spoke to these people and said she just has to have a routine surgery. And it would have been nice if, you know, the hospital knew that I had someone behind me. Not that they could move in on me and try to do things to me because when you're alone, that's really bad. And it wasn't the most reputable place I was at, unfortunately, because I only had so much money to pay insurance quarterly because I was temping. So I paid it privately. But the fact that, um, you know, I ended up instead uh, being sidetracked from this job and getting a brain injury and going down this horrible, horrible long road of possible potential human trafficking, running away from people. I could not understand why doors were closing on me. Everything around me was coming up in my face. And then I ended up being stalked, sexually abused, and just uh, uh, stalked for many, many, many years and beaten in many different ways and just really fighting off people that I never thought I would fight off. And we're talking regular people that, that you know every day, people you shouldn't have to fight off. Just so many things that I really learned about through this pandemic, I didn't understand. I had figured probably a lot of domestic violence was maybe my problem. Maybe, you know, uh, this person that was working on me in the hospital for anesthesia just didn't like me. He was from another country. He wouldn't listen to me and stop doing what he was doing to me. And so, I mean, there was so many questions to the whole thing. And still these people that have done this, you know, they have to live with themselves and go to bed at night. The doctor who's responsible, they still won't accept responsibility uh, to this. And he knows I woke up in the middle of surgery and there was already problems with the anesthesia, the way it was dealt to me and the way I came out of it. And it was just this whole horrible thing. And I had to sneak tests just to get proof that this happened and promise that I wouldn't sue. So I give up my entire life of, ever being able to take care of myself um, in a way that would be, um, uh, how can I say, I can't think of the word, <laughs> but that would be, you know, in, in, a, in a feasible way, I guess you could say. I've had to give up a lot of things in my life and, you know, be in pretty pitiful situations, but because my brain is so, uh, well, ordinarily, because I'm such a smart woman, not that other women aren't smart, but because I'm maybe a little more quick-witted I don't know I can't think of the proper word to say I was really able to get to this point to express this to you and that was over 30 years ago so I'm still in the middle of re-watching uh, this movie but I understand a lot more about it and I'll, I'll I have a note to put the link to the press release up there that um, where I compare being hit to um, the striking of 9-11 and how much it the, the hitting really impacted me um it's like i had to get over the fact of what happened to me with a brain injury and then working at a place where i supposedly escaped this horrible thing of 9 11 
and and now I'm I'm dealing with these horrible thrusts on my body that it hurts so bad that I'm comparing to the horribleness like which one is worse the thrusts on my body or I mean am I am I supposed to feel lucky that I escaped the 9-11 because I have now I have brain damage and that's better so it's just kind of a, a weird thing is it better to have brain damage or you know to have maybe been in a worse position of dying somewhere else but so this song that I wrote glasses coated with gold is really um, a song that comes from the love for my dad where he gave me so much room to be myself and I suppose comparing it with um, with all that I'm talking about now with human trafficking abuse people dying war um, poverty disease I mean it's just um, very strong emotions and I'm just to the point now where I'm able to do things for myself where I can start looking a little more like human I feel and I I can't believe like it's really hard for me to even put into words where I'm at right now without um, choking up and coming to tears because I can look at myself and I look familiar to me now more than I ever have and I really haven't had that for gosh I mean off and on through the last 30 years but to have to wait 30 years to recognize yourself in the mirror and who you are um, because you just haven't been able to get to that place because of years and years of abuse and also the fact of just trying to find modern ways of bringing yourself back that I've learned through reading and research and being able to go back to school and learn to use my brain and not be able to finish my degree because the abuse doesn't stop in my situation and for many women many many women the way they take care of themselves let's let's just say an example you know we'll remove one hair we'll tweeze a hair out because we have children at tow and we're running from abuse and that one hair means that's a bowl of cereal that we didn't go to electrology or laser hair removal or the beauty salon or however we do it maybe five bucks for five dollars for a box of hair bleach or something and then we're left with this whole full face of hair that now we're having to shave or do all these things years later and let me tell you we don't like ourselves when this happens or what about acne well maybe we've been going to a dermatologist or a, a skin disease that we've had that we you know have not seen the doctor for we have not got medicine sometimes I've avoided doctors for myself because just trying to run and not have someone find me well, all these things that we're letting go on our bodies, we don't even know who we are anymore. And I didn't really realize how much it would impact me. I was rolling that over my shoulder and thinking, well, my physical appearance, that's not the most important thing, which it's really not. But to look in the mirror and be pleased with yourself, I feel like it's a whole different ball game. And maybe there's a way we can be pleased with ourselves and look different. But I just couldn't get past how I kind of knew I was supposed to look ordinarily. And that was the problem. So I'm just taking baby steps to appreciating that without getting too choked up. So the fact that, you know, my dad gave me so much love growing up and he let me express myself. Excuse me. I'm sorry. <laughs> Have a sip of water. <laughs> Wait a minute there. 
And of course, I don't want you to have to hear that, so I'm trying to turn the mic down. <laughs> I, um... I have this really cool headset that has the mic built in it. It kind of sticks out like a reporter or something, or a sports people. They have those mouth things that come up the side. But anyway, it's it really works well in here. <laughs> I paid 10 bucks for it, like at Walmart. But, um... That's where this comes from, and I was, as I spoke to you before, my my royal, up uh, my royal upbringing and my royal blood in my family from France. I would be taken to a house, and I just can't forget the moments of the glasses coated with gold that my the woman, whoever she was assigned to me, wanted me to um, know how beautiful they were, and she had me run my fingers around the tops of them. So that is the last thing that I remember the strongest. And of course I played with little tea sets like that. And um, just everything on the table was just perfect. And there was big tables and if I remember right, chandeliers and it was a huge house. I was allowed to run around with other children among my royal blood, I guess, and just do whatever I wanted. There was so many alleys and like, um, tunnels within along the walls that I was allowed to grin and out of so you can imagine where my mind went I was taken away from that pretty early in life because my family my dad in particular though he gave me the room he couldn't stand the personality I was I was getting from that and I guess it was pretty bad but really it was just I was smart and I was just speaking to him in a way he wasn't ready to hear which unfortunately never was able to come out later but um I think I'm getting this right. Yeah, I'll come up with more that I was trying to say. So I start out, and I think I've already done this for you here, but uh, since I changed the little wording and I'm getting more into it for you, I'll just go through it again. So bored with disgust, can't compare my lethargy with words that come out of my mouth. Please forgive me for speaking. My boredom is beyond tears. So that kind of is a good wrap-up for me being young and just speaking so much like an adult um, to my father where it was really at that time in the 60s thought of me speaking uh, back to him uh, back talk or something I guess I suppose you could say to forward all I know and then of course all I know with the glasses coated with gold the freedom to run play limitlessly so that's where that came from I decided to behold a monument that fine white house on the hill to be mine all I could remember of that house was another house that replicate it on the way to church that we would pass that was high up on the hill in my town that I lived when I was young and I would always point to it and say I wanted that house and my dad hated me saying that but right across the street on that same road um, was where I would go ice skating and almost drown because I just always felt that I was so uh, out of danger because of the way I was being treated which really wasn't good and ducks would drown. My dad told me ducks would drown in that river because I would watch the dam. And he knew that I always was interested in anything that was intricate. And I was a bit too daring. So um, I want, and I said I wanted to have a monument up for me, which he did not like that at all either. But which I led to chancy foot skating on a flowing river where ducks drown. I could see to the bottom where I hear the ice crack as I was gently lifted to the state where I was supposed to be which did happen. I could see the water, I mean, clearly through. 
boredom, I need more fun to the father's place I can run. A queen to be a show of me in a play for everyone to see. So unfortunately, that's where I was left from all this supposed training. So that was taken pretty quickly out of my life. And um, all I know, oh, and then the chorus again. And then the verse, I was very sad because I couldn't go into dance or um, gymnastics. Um, there were many things I was good at. And I just, I was kind of prohibited from doing these things, probably because of my personality. And they didn't know what I would, next I would try to go into so probably for my own good but the tears for me as I thin to fear dismay once again now that could be not eating you know you shed tears you don't eat because you're unhappy well I survived through all of this I only know one way as it is and then I wait on a course and then I say the I wait on one um playing of the music of the course and then I sing the course and then the last what I do is last line the direction always pointing to me which was really important to me <laughs> so okay a spoiled little girl I understand that but I paid dearly for that so but you know you know I'm going to ask me and I try to make me something that I'm going to need to be tortured for it is a bit a bit, a bit overdone, I find it say if that was supposed to be the case, which I really couldn't understand. It certainly seemed that way, the way I was treated by everyone I knew, who already, as you can see, did not like me, but still, there was no reason to treat me that way. So, I have to assume that it was just out of my personality that didn't like me, and not because they wanted to help human traffic me. That, that would really seem to be the case many times, so I'm sure authorities would run right to your family and friends, which is what they usually do first though my friends did help in it whether they realize it or not but you know I went out to attain higher goals and it wasn't liked of you know I left a bad marriage left friends behind and just felt it was better I cut off because I just couldn't discuss really my life of things that had happened which is a whole nother story and um though I was you know spoiled to some extent um I mean we weren't rich by any means you know you when you're when your royal family is not royal anymore, you lose everything, and then you're peasants, as I have many pictures of, of my ancestors that were knocked out of it all. But um, so, anyhow, that that that's this week, and I've been working really hard, 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 so that I can get this podcast done, which I dragged myself to get this done today. So I hope that. I hope that you appreciate it. It's kind of long. I'm putting the song in and I talked a lot, but I just hope somehow I was able to make sense. I will put the, um, the link up to the press release that did so well. Uh, many major stations, at least their websites picked it up because that's the only thing I paid for, for advertising for, which actually I didn't even pay. Uh, the next one didn't do as well. Of course I got bold, but that's all right. So you take care and I will be definitely out there writing and bringing you morning music and sharing my life with you and giving you inspiration to open up as well. So take care. Lori Jean Fanella, singer-songwriter. Well, I know the glass is gonna with gold the freedom to Play limitlessly.
desire to behold the monument that fine white hills and the hill to be mine which I led to chancy foots gaining on a flowing river with ducks turn I could see to the bottom I hear the ass crack as I was jumping lifted to my stake where I was supposed to Survive.